Well, hello, Masterpiece Women. I hope you're doing wonderful today. My name is Tina Rains, and I'm the founder of Masterpiece Women and host of the Masterpiece Women podcast. And so I'm so excited to be with you today. This week, we're talking all about faith in the marketplace. And how many of us have struggled with that? How many of us have said, okay, God, how do I make an impact without judgment, without hurting others, because we don't necessarily agree with everybody. Well, I want to talk about that. Let's be real. Let's be authentic about that. That's not always easy. And I know that I um, I coach once a month. It's a nine-month program, one of the best programs that I've ever seen that really addresses these topics. And it's called Life Work Leadership. If you've never checked it out, especially if you're in South Florida, we coach it at West Palm Beach. Reach out to me. I'll be happy to invite you. But we have LifeWork leadership all over the world now. So check it out. It's very valuable. And it's all about how do we take our faith into the marketplace and really do a good job of it. And one of the speakers was there. He had been the CEO um, of Coca-Cola at one point, of um, Honey honey um, baked hams at one point and he shared this story and was so profound to me because it left such an impact of how we can make a true impact in the world and in the marketplace and guys it boils down to this it's not rocket science but it's all about loving others well so how do we practically do that when we don't agree with maybe their opinions or their lifestyle Maybe it doesn't fit into that Christianity 101, right? Um, I watched the Jesus revolution this, well, this weekend, and I realized, oh my goodness, it's, it's the same everywhere. People just want to feel accepted. Think about how many people were impacted. And I have to say for myself, Calvary Chapels, where I rededicated my life to the Calvary Chapels, where I grew, I understood the Bible because we had such great teaching and I was just blown away by the value that was added to my life through that organization. And so it's gone on to impact millions of people all over the world through all the different people through the last 50 years that have been impacted by Greg Laurie and Chuck Smith and others like him. So I encourage you, number one, go watch that movie. It is so incredible. But it also reminded me that it's not just about the church loving others well and being accepting. It's not that we have to agree with them. If you watch that movie, it wasn't about them agreeing with their lifestyle. If they were still addicted to drugs, they were still doing this, they would do that. It was loving them where they were and showing them examples of Jesus. And they even talked about some of the flawed, um, you know, with Lonnie, the the one um, that played Jesus in, in, the, um, in the Chosen, um, he, he started thinking it was all about himself. And it wasn't, it was about God. And when we put God at the center of our, being in the center of our businesses and what is it that he wants us to impact so no matter where you're at in your business whether you're building a business you have a business that's thriving you're a ceo of a company when you bring the 
the Lord into it and you bring your faith into it, it changes everything because your leadership changes. And this um, CEO that I started mentioning in LifeWork, he talked about how when he retired, he had a retirement party. And it was so impactful to him and so memorial. He just cried. And it was it was such an indication to him that he'd done it the right way. And it was um, someone who was living a homosexual lifestyle. They knew what he stood for. They knew he was a strong Christian. He didn't agree with the lifestyle. And yet what she said to him was this. I knew you didn't agree with my lifestyle. And I knew what you stood for, but you always made me feel valued. You always made me feel heard and accepted, loved, even though I knew 100% you did not agree with my lifestyle, but you never made me feel lesser than because of it. And this left such a profound impact in this woman's life. And she led this organization under him. And when you walk away and you look at that, what better example can we leave if we were to pass away or retire tomorrow? What better legacy can we leave than to love others well? And really, we talk about taking faith into the marketplace. Well, what is faith? Faith is our belief in Jesus Christ. Faith is knowing where we're going it's not always easy to balance faith in the marketplace. It's not always easy to balance our faith in our communities. What is easy though, is showing unconditional love and letting our light shine so bright without condemnation. And guys, that movie was so powerful to me. And we'd already chosen this subject for our podcast this week. And I thought, wow. I would not, I mean, we should, I should recommend for you to all go to that movie as your, your leadership instruction for the week, because it has such a powerful impact when we just love others well, through the positive influence, through just reflecting love and being the servant leaders that we are. And so let's talk about what is faith. I created this acronym and I was, you know, thinking, and maybe I heard it somewhere else in the past, but I, I looked it up and I didn't see anywhere where I was at, but I created this um, acronym for you. If we just did these things to take faith into the marketplace, we can change the world, guys. We, we really can. We can change the world because it starts with one person. Think about that one person, that ripple effect you know, we don't know how it's going to impact. We may never see it on this planet, how it impacts the people's lives, but we will see the transformation. We'll see those people in heaven. We'll hear the stories. And you know what? When we get there, my greatest desire in this world is to get there and my father say, well done, my faithful servant. That's my heart's desire. And that does not mean I'm perfect, guys. I'm going to be the first to tell you I am so not perfect. So I am flawed. I am imperfect. But what I know is this. I know whose I am and I know my mission. I cried all through that movie because I thought how easy it is to get sidetracked on other things. 
when why are we really here? Yes, it's to make money, to spread the gospel. It's to build our businesses and to build the ministry God gives us. But the reality is we're here to make an impact on the world so that many would know him. We're here to build disciples, to make disciples. That's why we're here. We're here so that people know how loved they are by our Savior, so they have the opportunity to invite him into their hearts and to have their lives transformed. So if we could do these things in the marketplace on a daily basis, I believe we can transform the world for Christ. And that's why I have chosen to take on this huge undertaking of helping to launch a health and wellness company myself is because I believe we can make a huge impact on millions of people. These type of businesses go viral and we have exposure to millions of people around the world. Guess what? When they know that they're loved by Jesus and that we emulate that, we teach that, we expand that, what a huge, amazing impact we can make you guys. So for me, whatever God's calling you to do, it may be scary, might be outside your comfort zone. It usually is, it is for me. I've had to learn new tools. I've had to learn new processes. I've had to be more intentional in my daily um, activities to build the business. And it's been a huge success and I'm super excited about it. But it's not always easy and nothing we ever do is gonna be. But if we will take these things and focus on them, I believe with everything in me, God will bless it and he will use us as tools to transform the world. So first one I want you to think about is focus on God. So F in faith is focus on God. So we're really focused on him and we're abiding in him and we're hearing his voice on a daily basis. What happens then? We are stepping forward in faith. We are stepping forward in boldness because we have that boldness. And so whatever your day looks like, ladies, I encourage you, stop, step back, abide, because you've got to have your focus on God. Not only will you be more creative, more successful, because he's going to lead you the way you're supposed to be going versus here and there and everywhere, but it's going to impact others because you're going to hear from the Holy Spirit when he gives you that still small voice to, hey, mention this to them. Hey, what would it look like if you just gave her five minutes just to find out how they're doing? Focus on God because he will direct your path in every single step. Proverbs 3, 5 to 6, lean not on your own understanding in all your ways. Follow me, right? And I'm not even reading. I'm just remembering it by heart. So if it's off by a word, forgive me. You get the point. He will guide us. He will direct us. And so that's our F for faith. Focus on God. A, act with integrity. If you're focusing on God every step of the way, you're going to act in integrity. When you have the word coming through you every day, when you have those choices that nobody else is going to see, because what's integrity? Making the right choice when nobody else knows. It's not, it's not about what everybody sees and you look like you have integrity. It's making the right choice when nobody else knows. So if you act in integrity all the time, again, 
focus on God. And then the A is acting with integrity. You're going to act with integrity when you're focused on God, because that Holy Spirit moment will be, it could even be that choice of like, well, I'll never forget. I was, there was a, I went to the store and this was, oh, I don't know, a few months ago. And I walked out and I realized they forgot to charge me for something. And I'm not going to lie. The first thing that I thought of was like, oh my gosh, there's 50 people in that line. I don't have time. I've got to go do this. Then it was for Masterpiece Women. And um, I just was like, I'm not going to lie. I hesitated for a second and went, oh my gosh, they'll never know. It was like, I don't know, $5. It wasn't anything big, right? And there was a piece of me that was kind of tempted for a second. And immediately the Holy Spirit says to me, Tina, (laughs) really? You would even consider doing that? And I was like, no, I really wasn't God. But I'm literally having this like conversation with God. No, you know, I really wouldn't do it. Lord, I'd come back. I'd do something. Or next time I come, I would, you know, fix it. Or he's like, but is that the right thing to do? And I'm like, oh Lord, okay, you're right, you're right, you're right. I'm so busy though, God, you know. And um, I went back in and I decided, okay, well, I just don't need that that item. And so I um, went back into the store and I give him give him the item back, and the guy looks at me like I had two heads on my shoulders. I said, I just realized you didn't charge me for this, but I don't have time to pay for it right now, so. I'm just going to leave it. And I'll catch it next time. And he's like, oh my gosh, no, no, no. You know, and he takes me to the other register because it was the manager that was standing behind all the, and I guess they had a register that wasn't being used. And he checked me out real quick. And um, it was just like that moment of like, he looked at me like, wait a minute. Most people are trying to get away with something. You walked back in with the item. And so then I took care of it. It was really fast and blah, blah, blah. But the point was, I made an example to that man. I don't even know him from Adam and Eve, but when I left, I made sure and just said, Hey, have a blessed day. Thank you for making the time to do that for me. I just couldn't walk away and feel good about it, knowing that you guys missed that. And, you know, it was my fault. It was under this thing, whatever. And and he's like, man, thank you. You know, it was just, you could tell that that doesn't happen often where he works. And so I thought, okay, if I just, if that was for nothing else, why that had to happen? Because that one person saw that I did something with integrity. And he was, he was astounded because it doesn't happen often in our society, unfortunately. And I thought, okay, it was worth the time and the effort. Thank you, Lord. And please forgive me because just being transparent, ladies, my sinful nature was like, who cares? I spent so much money and they've made so much money off of me at this store. And, you know, there was a piece of me was trying to justify why I didn't have time to go back in right now. And if I weren't focusing on God and focused on acting with integrity, always, not just when somebody knows, I would have missed that opportunity. And it's always such a valuable thing for us, even more so, I think we go to help other people, right? In our minds, we have hearts to help other people, but then God always uses it. He always uses it for his glory, but then he also uses it to bless us. And so it was a sweet little moment that I got to experience because I did the right thing. And I see that over and over and over when we do the make these choices, God blesses us with seeing some of the fruit. 
Now, again, sometimes we don't see the fruit immediately, but some, when we do, it's like such a sweet opportunity. So the I for faith is inspire others with kindness and compassion. Just like the story I talked about that CEO on his retirement, he inspired this leader who could have felt judged by him knowing he didn't agree with her. He never, now hear me, ladies, he never said to her, your lifestyle is okay. She knew where he stood, but that was not where their relationship was about. He always inspired her, gave her compassion and gave her kindness. And he heard her and he valued her for the value that she brought to the organization. She never felt condemned. She never felt lesser than because he didn't agree with her. He never had to hide his faith either. So she, he was able to freely be who he was, gave her the freedom to be who she was, but yet never ever was in a place where he decreased his values because he didn't agree with hers so that he wanted to fit in with her either. So hear me on that. As leaders, we can still be biblically based, believe in the word of God, preach the word of God. And I'm going to, when I say preach the word of God, preaching the word of God is showing it more than you're saying it. Us loving and inspiring others with kindness and with compassion is so much more valuable than preaching. I promise you. I, I've gotten so much further with just living life with people who don't know Jesus and just being friends and loving them through the difficult times of life than I ever have preaching at people. So I'm going to encourage you, inspire others with kindness and compassion. And that's what the Jesus revolution did, right? When you watch it, it's powerful because that's what their focus was. Their focus was inspiring other people with kindness and compassion and love. And you'd walk in these tents and people would feel something different. That's how everybody should feel around us, shouldn't they? So how about we focus on, focus on God, acts of integrity. So that's our F, that's our A, and our I is inspire others with kindness and compassion. And the T in faith at work, trust in his plan. Oftentimes in business, we have to go to the Lord and ask him for wisdom. We should be asking him in every aspect of it. And when we are trusting him for his plan and there's something that goes wrong and we don't understand we're like lord but you said do it this way trust that he has the outcomes in store for you believe them say them as if they already were the word of god says what it says speak it as if it already were hold your thoughts captive so trust in god's plans jeremiah 29:11 says he has great plans for us and they're to prosper us, not to harm us. So trust in his plan and watch him do the work. But you put the effort in that he calls you to do. You make the steps yourself, but you trust in his plan and believe that he is going to help it to succeed. Believe it. Then H, honor God with your work. If you honor God with everything you do and you work with honesty and integrity and sincerity and kindness and compassion, and you're trusting in God's plan. If you're really embodying these values, 
God can use you so incredibly that the people around you are going to see him shining so bright. They're going to want what you want. I mean, what you have and what you want. And so this will also help you to challenge through the difficulties. Let's face it, working in the marketplace is not always easy. You're going to have people that aren't going to like you because you like Jesus. There's going to be people that are offended because you won't go do the same things they'll do. And that's okay. If you love them anyway, and you you don't take that stance. And I think that's the biggest thing for me that um, I've struggled with sometimes. And I'll just say this candidly. When I rededicated my life to the Lord, I had some of the most amazing, incredible, non-judgmental, encouraging, authentic friends. Many of them weren't Christians, but they weren't partiers. They weren't wild. They were leadership focused. They were, you know, powerhouses in our community. They were powerhouses in the marketplace, vice presidents of companies, owners of companies, presidents of companies this great circle of friends that I was, I just loved and they never spoke ill of other people. So I had some really um, incredible friends that I looked up to who they were. And when I rededicated my life to the Lord, decided I was going to get more involved in church and more involved in my faith. And um, I started serving. I'll never forget. One of my pastors said to me, he says, Tina, because I said, I said to him first, I said, I'm really struggling because here I am serving and some of these women in our church are so catty and gossiping and they would come to me because I was one of the leaders and they would just gossip about each other and would talk about each other. Oh, or in the name of, we need to pray for this person because they told me they're struggling with this. And I had such a difficult time with that because it really was just gossip. Yeah, we need to pray for them, but they didn't have to tell me their name or what they were going through. They could just say, hey, look, you know, even even if they told me their name and said, hey, will you, might, will you pray for her? She's struggling with some things and I really think she needs some extra prayer. We could have prayed for her, whatever. But it was that backbiting, gossiping, all those things that I was seeing. He was seeing, remember this. You have a bunch of broken people coming to Jesus. They're not perfect because I think I had the expectation that everybody would be so much better. And I had incredible friends already in the marketplace. And I felt like these Christians were like, so not like my friends and God had to really change my heart to serve them better because it wasn't easy sometimes um, to deal with some of the Christians in, in the um, church. And I thought to myself, well, no wonder sometimes we as Christians get a bad rap because if we're behaving that way in the marketplace or to others around us, who would want that? And I remember even thinking to myself, if I did not know God and I weren't so intimate with him, I wouldn't want to be coming to church. And I remember thinking that one day and talking to the pastor about just transparently, because I was really struggling with it. And, um, then I remember seeing a quote from Billy Graham and he said this, he said, the Christian life is not a constant high. He even said, I have my moments of deep discouragement. I have to go to God in prayer with tears in my eyes and say, oh God, forgive me or help me. Because I was so discouraged. I remember one time going, what have I done? You know, 
I'm here trying to serve all these people and they don't appreciate it half the time. They criticize all the time. I was opening my home up and someone would say, well, why didn't you do it this way? Why didn't you do it that way? Like there's all these opinions. And I had to just say, you know, it's the same way in the church as it is in the marketplace. We're going to see that everywhere. As long as we live on earth, right? We're going to see the imperfection. We're going to see people and sometimes we're that way. If we're honest, we don't mean to be. We're all imperfect people. So how about we start giving each other more grace, right? So that was so powerful to me. He's like, keep your eyes on Jesus, not on people. Keep your eyes on Jesus, not on people. I thought, okay, that's such a profound way to think about it. And so I've done that over the years as I've gone into ministry. And I remember kind of failing again somewhat when I... um worked for a Christian missions organization because the leader I worked under, I didn't agree with her values. I didn't agree with quite a few things about her. Um, and I became kind of resentful, actually, if truth be known, um, because the integrity just wasn't there. And um, when I when I was there, I realized I was becoming just as bad, though. So I had to own my stuff in it because yeah, was she where she needed to be? No, but was I? Because I, two wrongs don't make a right. And I think oftentimes in the marketplace, especially when we're dealing with people that either aren't where they need to be and they are Christians or they're um, non-Christians and we're dealing with them, we have expectations. And one of the biggest things we can do to ruin any relationship is to have unmet expectations or unrealistic expectations, right? So how about we just get real and take some of the expectations of who people are off the table. Now, when you're a leader, there's got to be expectations and goals and they have to meet those, those strategies and those expectations and those goals, right? But as people, we can love them even if they don't agree with us. And so Christian um, leader, we all know John Maxwell. He's one of my favorites. I'm, you know, certified through him. He's, he's just, to me, one of the most impactful leaders in this world. But he really stresses the importance of, number one, integrity. So that's our faith one, right? F-A-I. I is integrity in the workplace because it's really the foundation of any successful business. And that as Christians, if we don't live with integrity in all aspects of our lives, in all aspects of our work, then we're really doing the world around us an injustice. Because if they see lack of integrity, and guys, you're going to make mistakes. I've made plenty of them. But as stepping back and admitting them, asking for forgiveness, and realizing, you know what, that wasn't a good choice. I wasn't thinking in the moment, but us being authentic and real and vulnerable to say that we did make a mistake is so powerful for those around us. And think about the serving others, the compassion. And when we're servant leaders, he also talks about that a lot. He talks about impacting the world for good by being a servant leader. And the Bible talks over and over and over about balancing faith and balancing work and balancing um, 
what we're doing in the work environment. And when you talk about integrity, it's in Colossians 3, 23 to 24. It specifically says, let's go there here. It says, whatever you do, work at it with all your heart as working for the Lord, not for human masters, since you know that you will receive the inheritance of the Lord. That's our reward, right? You'll receive the inheritance of the Lord as a reward. It is the Lord Christ you are serving. So when we think about that, if we're serving God in our workplace, what would that look like? If God were standing there in our office, what would that look like? And so I remind myself of that when I'm in the workplace. And I, you know, even in some of the um, trainings that I've done, I, you know, do a lot on leadership, a lot on um, business building, et cetera. And I remember feeling as if I should be more um, generic because I wanted to really be an outreach more to women who aren't Christians. And it felt so unauthentic. Like I didn't feel like I was being authentic because that is who I am. And that is God calls us to shine our lights bright in the workplace. And in Proverbs 16, three, it says, what commit to the Lord, whatever you do, and he will establish your plans. And that really speaks to me. That's that verse speaks to me and really encouraged me to everything I do seek with seek him with wisdom and aspects of my work are all, all those aspects are established by him. So Lord, what do you want me to do? Even as I'm sitting here talking to you about, I'm thinking, okay, Lord, what do you want me to do even the rest of the day today? I didn't ask you today. What do you want me to do, Lord? What's going to be the most valuable to you, to my business, to the organization? What's going to be the most valuable? And I think as we do that and we strive to really seek him in all that we do in every step, even in our planning, I bought this big... Um, planner for the year so that I could get myself more organized because my strength is not organization. Anyone that knows me knows that's not my strength. I'm a visionary. I need a assistant. That's not my strength. Admin, I do it and I do it for Masterpiece Women a lot of the time. And I tell you, ladies, it's the biggest stretch God has me. And I'm in a place right now where I'm outsourcing that because I can't do it. That's not... Yes, I can do it. Excuse me. Let me change my words. I can do it. I don't want to do it. It's not my strength. But anyway, my point to that is when I ask him for my plans on a daily basis, it's amazing how he just multiplies the work of my hands. And I'm so much more productive, so much more creative. And then I outsource those things. I accomplish so much more. So taking our faith in that time with the Lord and really remembering the words of Colossians 3.17, which says this, and whatever you do, whether in the word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. If we will remember that above all else, if we will remember that and take that into the workplace and take 
the love and the respect of others into the workplace, respect others, value their differences, serve others, be that servant leader that other but others need that John Maxwell talks about all the time. Show the kindness, show the compassion, show the consideration, put others first, be other centered, take the time to listen to our team members, to our customers by really letting them know that we care, that we hear them and build true relationships that are authentic, that are honest, that are trustworthy. If we can build those kind of relationships, those bridges with others, we can make a huge impact in the world. And that's why we're here, right? That's why, that's what this is all about. That's what Masterpiece Women is about, is building business God's way so we can impact the world for him. And of course, above all else, pray for, pray for him. Prayer is so powerful, ladies. We watch God perform miracles all the time because of the prayers. He says the prayer, our prayers availeth much. So in Jeremiah 29, 11, my favorite thing about it is if you really go on to 12 and 13, he says two things. He says, if you seek me, you will find me. So in 11, it says hope in a future and plans for you. In 12 and 13, though, in Jeremiah, it says what? It says, if you seek me, you will find me. When you pray, I will hear. He hears our prayers and he will use us to transform this world if we will stay focused on our faith, focused on him, trust in him in every step and do our work unto him. Do whatever we do as if we're doing it unto him. And so I'm going to repeat our acronym for the week, faith, focus on God, act with integrity, inspire others with kindness and compassion, trust in his plan and honor God with all your work. And I think that's what God's calling us all to do, ladies. So I encourage you this week, as you're making any choice, any plans this week, go back to that acronym. Ask the Lord, what would you have me to do? What is your plan, Lord? And step back and just watch the impact that it will have when you're just stellar focused on hearing his voice and really serving others and loving others well. I thank you for your time. I thank you for being here. I want to encourage you. We are going to go deep and have a ton of fun at our retreat, November 2nd through the 5th. We're going to be in um, Florida on, at a resort at Hutchinson Island, Florida at the Marriott. It's a phenomenal resort. You don't want to miss it. And we're going to have some incredible speakers. We have um, Danielle Mioli, myself, and a couple others that we're finalizing now. And ladies, don't miss it. This is a true time. We have a lot of blocked off time where you get to be alone with God, have a lot of girl time, and just reset and revigorate, rejuvenate versus one of those conferences you go to and it's fire hose, fire hose, fire hose, and you walk away and you're like, ah, what do I do with it all? There's a lot of time for processing and it's very interactive. And so we want to encourage you to come join us and know that we love you, know that we value you. And if there's anything at all that we can help you with, make sure that you send us an email, masterpiecewomen 
O-R-G at gmail.com. We are here for you and we are praying for you. So God bless you and have a wonderful day.